Welcome to the What's the Deal podcast where we dive deep into the most controversial and divisive issues of our time. Each episode provides an in-depth overview of a different issue and provides a nuanced and balanced look at the hot and divisive topics of our day and explores ways in which listeners can get involved and contribute. This podcast is brought to you by the Common Good Union. For more information about our work please visit us on cgu.org. Today we'll be exploring the history, impact, and refugee crises created by Russia's military invasion of Ukraine and what you can do about it. Now, let's dive in. What's the deal with the Russo-Ukrainian War? Introduction Russia began its full-scale invasion of Ukraine on February 24, 2022, marking a significant turning point in the Russo-Ukrainian War. To date the invasion has resulted in hundreds of thousands of deaths on both sides and has caused Europe's largest refugee crisis since World War II. By the end of May, an estimated 8 million people have been displaced within the country. And as of November 8, 2022, 7.8 million Ukrainians have fled the country. The number of Russians leaving the country increased to its highest level since the October Revolution of 1917 within just five weeks after the invasion. The invasion has also contributed to widespread shortages of food around the world. Here we'll examine the Russo-Ukrainian War, including exploring the background of the conflict, its historical context and the factors that contributed to its outbreak. We'll also examine the major events and developments that have taken place during the war, including military actions, peace negotiations, and the role of international actors. In addition to discussing the events of the war itself, we will also examine the impact of the conflict on various stakeholders. This includes exploring the humanitarian crises caused by the war, including displacement and lack of access to basic necessities, as well as the economic and social consequences for Ukraine and Russia. We will also examine the geopolitical implications of the war, including its impact on relations between Russia and Western countries. Finally, we will address controversies and debates surrounding the war, including different perspectives on its causes and events, criticisms of the actions of the Ukrainian government and military, and differences in opinion on the appropriate response by international actors. History The historical context leading up to the Russo-Ukrainian War is closely tied to the breakup of the Soviet Union and the independence of Ukraine. The Soviet Union was a federal socialist state formed in 1922, comprising a number of republics with diverse cultures and histories. However, by the late 1980s, the Soviet Union was facing numerous economic, political, and social challenges, and there were growing calls for reform and greater autonomy among its constituent republics. In 1991, following the collapse of the Soviet Union, Ukraine declared independence and became a sovereign nation. Along with several other republics, it emerged from the Soviet Union as a newly independent state with its own government, constitution, and national symbols. However, the transition to independence was not without challenges. Ukraine faced a number of economic and political difficulties in the years following its independence, including inflation, corruption, and political instability. At the same time, Russia, which had been the dominant republic within the Soviet Union, was also undergoing significant changes. The collapse of the Soviet Union marked the end of the Cold War and the emergence of Russia as a newly independent nation with its own government and economic system. The breakup of the Soviet Union and the independence of Ukraine had significant consequences for the region and the world. It marked the end of the Soviet Union's global influence and the emergence of a number of new nations with diverse cultures and histories. It also created new opportunities for cooperation and conflict, as the newly independent states struggled to define their place in the world and navigate their relationships with each other and the international community. These events set the stage for the Russo-Ukrainian War, which would emerge more than two decades later, in 2014. The war began in 2014. The conflict arose after Russia annexed Crimea, a peninsula in the Black Sea that had been part of Ukraine, and began supporting separatist rebels in eastern Ukraine. 
The war has resulted in thousands of deaths and displaced millions of people. The conflict has also damaged relations between Ukraine and Russia, as well as between Russia and other countries. The annexation of Crimea and the ongoing war in eastern Ukraine have been widely condemned by the international community. Many countries, including the United States and members of the European Union, have imposed economic sanctions on Russia in response to its actions in Ukraine. The exact origins of the war are complex and disputed, but it is clear that tensions between Ukraine and Russia have been growing for many years. The war has had a profound impact on the people of Ukraine and Russia. In addition to the human toll, the conflict has disrupted trade and economic activity, leading to a decline in living standards for many people. It has also fueled nationalist sentiment and political instability in both countries. The future of the war and the relationship between Ukraine and Russia remains uncertain. Causes of the War The Russo-Ukrainian War was caused by a complex mix of political, economic, and cultural factors, as well as the influence of outside actors. Some of the key causes of the war include Political factors The war was spurred by political tensions between Ukraine and Russia, as well as by the actions of various political groups and leaders within both countries. In Ukraine, the war was fueled in part by the country's move towards a more Western-oriented foreign policy which was seen as a threat by Russia. In Russia, the war was spurred by a desire to maintain influence over Ukraine and to prevent the country from moving closer to the West. Economic factors The war was also driven by economic factors, including disputes over energy resources and trade. Ukraine is home to a number of important energy pipelines that transport Russian natural gas to Europe, and Russia has used its control of these pipelines as leverage in its relations with Ukraine. In addition, the war was fueled in part by economic competition between the two countries, as they sought to establish their own economic systems and forge trade relationships with other countries. Cultural differences The war was also fueled by cultural differences between Ukraine and Russia, including differences in language, religion, and cultural traditions. These differences have often been used by politicians and other leaders to mobilize support for their positions and to promote nationalistic agendas. Role of Outside Actors The war was also influenced by the actions of outside actors, including the United States, the European Union, and other countries. These actors have provided various forms of support to Ukraine, including military assistance and economic sanctions, and have sought to promote peace negotiations and a resolution to the conflict. Overall, the causes of the Russo-Ukrainian war are complex and multifaceted, and they reflect a range of political, economic, cultural, and international factors, major events and developments during the war. 2014 The Maiden Revolution, also known as the Ukraine Revolution, was a series of protests and civil unrest that took place in Ukraine in late 2013 and early 2014. The protests were sparked by President Viktor Yanukovych's decision to reject a long-planned agreement to strengthen ties with the European Union and instead pursue closer ties with Russia. The protests, which were primarily centered in Kiev's Independence Square, quickly gained momentum and attracted a large number of demonstrators from all over Ukraine. The protesters demanded the resignation of Yanukovych in early elections. The protests were met with a violent crackdown by police, which led to widespread outrage and further protests. In February 2014, after months of protests and negotiations, Yanukovych was ousted from power. He fled to Russia, and a new interim government was formed in Ukraine. In response to the ousting of its ally, Russia annexed the Crimean Peninsula in March 2014. This move was met with international condemnation, as it was seen as a violation of Ukrainian sovereignty. In addition to annexing Crimea, Russia also began supporting separatist rebels in eastern Ukraine, leading to the outbreak of the Ukraine-Russia war. The conflict in eastern Ukraine has been ongoing since then, with heavy fighting and bombings occurring in the region. 
the annexation of Crimea and the ongoing conflict in eastern Ukraine have strained relations between Russia and the international community and have led to economic sanctions and diplomatic tensions between Russia and several Western countries, 2015 to 2016. In 2015 and 2016, the conflict in eastern Ukraine escalated, with heavy fighting and bombings occurring in the region. The conflict was primarily between the Ukrainian military and Russian-backed separatist rebels, who sought independence for the eastern Ukrainian regions of Donetsk and Luhansk. The fighting resulted in a large number of casualties and caused significant damage to infrastructure in eastern Ukraine. It also led to a significant number of people being displaced, as many fled the fighting and sought shelter elsewhere. In February 2015, a ceasefire agreement known as the Minsk II Accords was reached between Ukraine, Russia, and the separatist rebels. The agreement called for a ceasefire, the withdrawal of heavy weapons from the front lines, and the release of prisoners. However, the ceasefire was frequently violated, and the conflict continued. Both sides accused the other of violating the ceasefire, and fighting persisted in certain areas, such as around the city of Avdiivka, 2017-2018. In 2017, a new round of peace talks began in an attempt to resolve the conflict in eastern Ukraine. The talks were held in the Belarusian capital of Minsk and were mediated by the so-called Minsk Group, composed of representatives from Ukraine, Russia, and the separatist rebels, as well as representatives from several other countries and international organizations. The talks resulted in a partial ceasefire, which went into effect in December 2017. The ceasefire, which was known as the Minsk Protocol, called for a cessation of hostilities and the withdrawal of heavy weapons from the front lines. However, while the ceasefire led to a decrease in fighting, it was not fully observed, and fighting continued in certain areas. Both sides accused the other of violating the ceasefire, and there were occasional outbreaks of violence. In 2018, the conflict in eastern Ukraine appeared to be de-escalating with a decrease in fighting and an increase in the exchange of prisoners. This followed the partial ceasefire that was agreed upon in 2017, which called for a cessation of hostilities and the withdrawal of heavy weapons from the front lines. There was a significant decrease in fighting in 2018, and the exchange of prisoners between Ukraine and the separatist rebels increased. This was seen as a positive step towards resolving the conflict, as the release of prisoners is often seen as a confidence-building measure in peace negotiations. However, while the situation appeared to be improving, the conflict was far from over. The ceasefire was not fully observed, and there were still occasional outbreaks of violence. In addition, the long-term resolution of the conflict remained uncertain, and peace talks made little progress in finding a lasting solution. 2019-2020 In the years 2019 and 2020, the conflict in eastern Ukraine remained at a stalemate with occasional outbreaks of violence. Despite the partial ceasefire that was agreed upon in 2017, the conflict was far from over, and both sides continued to accuse each other of violating the ceasefire. There were several rounds of peace talks during this time, with the aim of finding a resolution to the conflict. These talks were held in various locations, including Minsk, Berlin, and Paris, and were mediated by the so-called Minsk Group, which was composed of representatives from Ukraine, Russia, and the separatist rebels, as well as representatives from several other countries and international organizations. However, despite these efforts, the peace talks made little progress in resolving the conflict. The long-term resolution of the conflict remained uncertain, and the situation continued to have a significant impact on the lives of people in the region. 2021 In 2021, the conflict in eastern Ukraine escalated again, with increased fighting and bombings in the region. The conflict, which has been ongoing since 2014, is between the Ukrainian military and Russian-backed separatist rebels who seek independence for the eastern Ukrainian regions of Donetsk and Luhansk. The escalation of the conflict has caused a significant increase in casualties and damage to infrastructure in the region. 
It has also led to a renewed humanitarian crisis, with many people being displaced and facing challenges such as finding shelter, food, and healthcare. The situation remained tense, and the long-term resolution of the conflict remained uncertain. Despite several rounds of peace talks, little progress had been made in finding a lasting solution to the conflict. The conflict continues to have a significant impact on the lives of people in the region and has strained relations between Ukraine and Russia. 2022 On February 24, 2022, Russian President Vladimir Putin launched an invasion of Ukraine, claiming it was necessary for the demilitarization and denazification of the country. Putin's justification for the invasion included false accusations that Ukraine was being governed by neo-Nazis who were persecuting ethnic Russians. The invasion involved military strikes and a large ground invasion from multiple fronts, including one from Belarus towards Kiev, one from Crimea towards the south, and two from Luhansk and Donetsk towards the southeast. In response, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky declared martial law and mobilized the military. By April, Russian forces had retreated from the northern front, but continued to make gains on the southern and southeastern fronts, capturing Kherson in March and then Mariupol in May after a siege. In November, Ukraine was able to retake Kherson. The invasion has been widely condemned by various groups and nations, and has led to economic sanctions and military and humanitarian aid for Ukraine from around the world. Protests against the invasion have occurred globally, with those in Russia being met with arrests and media censorship. The International Criminal Court is also conducting an investigation into potential crimes against humanity in Ukraine since 2013, including war crimes committed during the invasion. Towards the end of 2022 the Russo-Ukrainian War had entered a phase of positional battles, with both sides making small gains and suffering casualties. The intensity of fighting had decreased somewhat, possibly due to the arrival of winter, but it remained intense in certain areas. At this point, Russia seemed to be focusing on reinforcing their positions and rebuilding their military while continuing to fight for control of small regional centers. Ukraine continued trying to maintain pressure on Russia in order to prevent the consolidation of their front lines and a Russian recovery during the winter. There was little evidence that Russia had the capability to launch a major offensive in the near future or to return to the capital of Ukraine, as they lacked the necessary equipment and ammunition. On September 21, 2022 in an attempt to strengthen their positions on several fronts Russia mobilized additional troops and implemented wartime measures. It is estimated that Russia has deployed over 100,000 mobilized troops by the end of 2022 and may have reached the officially stated goal of 300,000. The mobilization was ongoing by the end of 2022, with a pause for the biannual draft intake of 120,000 conscripts in the fall, but is expected to resume in 2023. Military Actions and Tactics The ongoing conflict in eastern Ukraine has seen a variety of military actions and tactics used by both the Ukrainian military and the Russian-backed separatist rebels. The following are some of the key military actions and tactics that have been used in the conflict. Ground Warfare Both the Ukrainian military and the separatist rebels have used ground forces, including infantry, armored vehicles, and artillery, in the conflict. The Ukrainian military has primarily used a conventional force structure, while the separatist rebels have used a combination of conventional and guerrilla tactics. The fighting has been characterized by heavy artillery exchanges, with both sides using a variety of weapons, including mortars, rockets, and tanks. The conflict has resulted in a large number of casualties and has caused significant damage to infrastructure in the region. Air power The Ukrainian military has used air power, including aircraft and drones, to carry out airstrikes against separatist rebel positions. The separatist rebels have not had a significant air component and have relied on ground-based weapons systems to defend against Ukrainian airstrikes. Guerrilla tactics The separatist rebels have primarily relied on guerrilla tactics, using small, mobile units to attack Ukrainian military positions. 
They have also used a variety of weapons, including small arms, artillery, and rockets. Humanitarian impact The conflict has had a significant impact on the lives of people in the region, with many people being displaced and facing challenges such as finding shelter, food, and healthcare. Both sides have been accused of violating international humanitarian law and of targeting civilians, which has exacerbated the humanitarian crisis in the region. Tactical Objectives The Ukrainian military has primarily focused on retaking control of territory held by the separatist rebels and on establishing a secure border with Russia. The separatist rebels, on the other hand, have sought independence for the eastern Ukrainian regions of Donetsk and Luhansk and have sought to establish a land corridor connecting these regions to Russia. Use of proxy forces Russia has been accused of supporting the separatist rebels with weapons, ammunition, and other forms of military assistance. There have also been reports of Russian military personnel fighting alongside the separatist rebels in eastern Ukraine. The use of proxy forces has complicated the conflict and has led to accusations of Russian involvement in the conflict. International Response The conflict in eastern Ukraine has been met with international condemnation, and several countries and international organizations have called for a peaceful resolution to the conflict. The conflict has also led to economic sanctions and diplomatic tensions between Russia and several Western countries. The situation remains tense, and the long-term resolution of the conflict remains uncertain. Estimated losses to date After Russia annexed Crimea in 2014, Ukraine has experienced a military conflict between the government and Russia-supported separatist regions of Donetsk and Luhansk. The United Nations estimates that between 14,200 and 14,400 people, including civilians and military personnel, were killed in connection to this conflict from April 2014 to December 2021. At least 3,400 of these fatalities were civilians. The U.S. intelligence community has estimated that by the end of 2022 there have been over 100,000 casualties on each side. Ukrainian officials have reported 13,000 military deaths, which is consistent with this estimate when considering the ratio of dead to wounded in the Iraq War. Using the same ratio from World War II, the number of Ukrainian casualties could be closer to 50,000. Assuming that the casualties on both sides are roughly equal, Russian losses would also be in the range of 50,000 to 100,000. This means that each army has likely suffered a significant number of deaths or injuries, equivalent to almost all of the combat soldiers they had at the beginning of the war. While some of the lightly wounded may have returned or will return to the front, it is likely that each side has permanently lost half the personnel in their tank and infantry battalions, representing a significant reduction in combat power. As of January 2, 2023, the United Nations has verified a total of 6,919 civilian deaths and 11,075 injuries in Ukraine as a result of the Russia-Ukraine war. This number may be higher in reality. Of the 6,919 deaths, 429 were children. The highest number of deaths was recorded in March 2022, with over 3,200 fatalities. In the ongoing Ukraine-Russia war, the death toll has reached at least 41,295 people, with at least 54,132 people suffering from non-fatal injuries. The war has also resulted in at least 15,000 people going missing, and approximately 14 million people being displaced. The destruction of buildings has been widespread, with at least 140,000 buildings destroyed leading to approximately $350 billion in property damage. The conflict continues to escalate, with no end in sight. Refugee and humanitarian crises created by the war The conflict in eastern Ukraine has had a significant impact on the lives of people in the region, leading to a refugee and humanitarian crisis. 
The following are some of the key ways in which the conflict has affected refugees and humanitarian efforts. Displacement The ongoing fighting has forced many civilians to flee their homes, leading to a significant increase in the number of internally displaced people within Ukraine. Lack of basic necessities Many IDPs and other affected individuals lack access to basic necessities such as food, shelter, and medical care. Psychological trauma The violence and instability of the conflict has had a significant impact on the mental health of those affected with many experiencing psychological trauma. Loss of livelihoods The destruction of infrastructure and disruption of trade and other economic activities has led to widespread loss of livelihoods, exacerbating the suffering of those affected by the crisis. Separation from loved ones The conflict has separated many families and individuals from their loved ones, creating additional hardship and suffering. Damage to infrastructure The conflict has led to significant damage to roads bridges, buildings, and other infrastructure, hindering the ability of humanitarian organizations to provide aid and affecting the long-term development of the region. Restrictions on movement The fighting and security situation in the region has made it difficult for civilians to move freely, limiting their access to aid and other essential services. Interference with humanitarian efforts There have been reports of humanitarian aid being diverted or confiscated by combatants, hindering efforts to provide assistance to those in need. Long-term consequences The crisis has the potential to have long-term consequences for the region and its people, including economic and social instability, political instability, and ongoing conflict. Displacement The war has resulted in the displacement of millions of people, both within Ukraine and in other countries. Many people have been forced to flee their homes due to fighting, bombings, and other forms of violence, and have sought refuge in other parts of Ukraine or in neighboring countries. The displacement of so many people has created significant challenges, including the need to provide shelter, food, water, and other basic necessities to those who have been displaced. In addition, the displacement of so many people has disrupted communities and families and has had a range of social, economic, and psychological impacts. As of October 3, 2022, nearly 2.9 million refugees from Ukraine who had fled the Russian invasion have been recorded in Russia. In addition, it was reported that over 1.5 million Ukrainian refugees had fled to Poland as of December 26, 2022. In total, approximately 7.9 million Ukrainian refugees were registered across Europe, with most of them having crossed the border into Poland to escape the country, according to sources cited by Forbes Russia from those close to Russia's presidential administration. After Russian dictator Vladimir Putin announced the mobilization of conscripts for a war against Ukraine in early September, Russia's state statistics agency estimated that 419,000 people had left Russia, reflecting a significant increase in emigration since the start of Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine on February 24. This is double the number of Russians who emigrated in the same period in 2021. Lack of access to basic necessities The war has disrupted the ability of many people to access basic necessities such as food, water, shelter, and healthcare. Many people living in conflict-affected areas have been cut off from essential services and supplies due to damage to infrastructure, including roads, bridges, and buildings. In addition, the war disrupted agricultural production and trade, making it difficult for people to access food and other basic necessities. The lack of access to basic necessities has had serious consequences for the health and well-being of many people, and has contributed to the suffering of those affected by the conflict. Psychological impact The war has had a significant psychological impact on many people, including those who have experienced trauma, loss, or other forms of suffering. The psychological consequences of the war have included depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, and other mental health conditions. The psychological impacts of the war have been exacerbated by the lack of access to mental health services and support in conflict-affected areas, 
and have had serious consequences for the well-being of many people. Economic Consequences The war has also had significant economic consequences for Ukraine and Russia, including damage to infrastructure, disruption to trade and investment, and other economic impacts. The economic consequences of the war have contributed to poverty and hardship for many people, and have had a range of social and economic impacts. In particular, the war has disrupted economic activity in conflict-affected areas, making it difficult for people to earn a living and support themselves and their families. The economic consequences of the war have also been exacerbated by the imposition of economic sanctions on Russia, which have had a negative impact on the Russian economy and have contributed to economic hardship for many people. Humanitarian aid International actors, including the United Nations, the European Union, and other organizations, have provided humanitarian aid to those affected by the conflict in Ukraine. This aid has included assistance with food, shelter, healthcare, and other basic necessities and has been aimed at addressing the humanitarian crises caused by the war. However, the scale of the crises has been vast, and there have been challenges to providing aid in conflict-affected areas, including difficulty accessing certain areas due to fighting and insecurity. Protection of civilians The war has had a significant impact on civilians, including those who have been caught in the crossfire, those who have been targeted by fighting, and those who have been displaced by the conflict. International actors, including the United Nations and the International Committee of the Red Cross, have sought to protect civilians and to ensure that their rights are respected during the conflict. This has included efforts to monitor and report on human rights abuses, as well as efforts to provide assistance and support to those affected by the conflict. Impact on children The war has had a particularly devastating impact on children, who have been disproportionately affected by the conflict. Children have been exposed to violence, trauma, and other forms of suffering, and have faced a range of challenges, including lack of access to education, healthcare, and other basic necessities. International actors, including UNICEF, have sought to address the needs of children affected by the conflict and to ensure that their rights are protected. Human rights abuses The war has been marked by numerous human rights abuses by both sides, including violations of international humanitarian law. There have been reports of extrajudicial killings, torture, and other forms of abuse, as well as widespread violations of the rights of civilians. International actors, including the United Nations and human rights organizations, have sought to document and report on these abuses and to hold those responsible accountable. Impact on women and girls The war has had a disproportionate impact on women and girls, who have faced a range of challenges, including sexual and gender-based violence, lack of access to health care and other services, and other forms of discrimination. International actors, including UNWOMEN and other organizations, have sought to address the needs of women and girls affected by the conflict and to ensure that their rights are protected. Impact on the elderly and other vulnerable groups The war has also had a significant impact on the elderly and other vulnerable groups, who have faced a range of challenges, including a lack of access to health care, shelter, and other basic necessities. International actors, including the International Committee of the Red Cross and other organizations, have sought to provide assistance and support to these groups and to ensure that their rights are protected. Loss of livelihood The Russo-Ukrainian war has resulted in the loss of livelihoods for many people, particularly those living in conflict-affected areas. The war has disrupted economic activity in the region, making it difficult for people to earn a living and support themselves and their families. Some of the ways in which the war has resulted in the loss of livelihoods include damage to infrastructure. The war has caused significant damage to infrastructure, including roads, bridges, buildings, and other facilities. This damage has made it difficult for people to access markets, schools, healthcare, and other essential services, and has disrupted economic activity in the region. 
Disruption to trade and investment The war has disrupted trade and investment in the region, making it difficult for businesses to operate and for people to earn a living. The war has also disrupted the supply of goods and services, making it difficult for people to access what they need to live and work. Economic sanctions The war has also been accompanied by economic sanctions on Russia, which have had a negative impact on the Russian economy and have contributed to economic hardship for many people. The sanctions have targeted specific sectors of the Russian economy, such as the energy and financial sectors, and have been aimed at penalizing Russia for its actions in Ukraine. The sanctions have had a negative impact on the Russian economy and have been met with resistance from Russia and its supporters. Restrictions on movement The Russo-Ukrainian war has resulted in restrictions on movement for many people, particularly those living in conflict-affected areas. The war has disrupted transportation networks, including roads, bridges, and other infrastructure, making it difficult for people to move around. In addition, the war has created security risks, including the risk of being caught in the crossfire or being targeted by fighting, which has the further restricted movement for many people. Some of the specific ways in which the war has resulted in restrictions on movement include Security risks The war has created security risks, including the risk of being caught in the crossfire or being targeted by fighting. These risks have made it difficult for many people to move around and have limited their ability to access essential services and necessities. Checkpoints and other restrictions there are also a number of checkpoints and other restrictions on movement in conflict-affected areas, which have further restricted movement for many people. These checkpoints and restrictions have been put in place by both sides of the conflict and have been aimed at controlling access to certain areas and preventing the movement of people and goods. Efforts toward peace negotiations and resolution Throughout the course of the Russo-Ukrainian War, there have been a number of efforts toward peace negotiations and resolution of the conflict. Some of the key efforts include the Minsk II Accords, the Minsk Protocol, and various rounds of peace talks. Minsk II Accords In February 2015, a ceasefire agreement known as the Minsk II Accords was reached between Ukraine, Russia, and the separatist rebels. The agreement called for a ceasefire, the withdrawal of heavy weapons from the front lines, and the release of prisoners. However, despite the agreement, the ceasefire was frequently violated and the conflict continued. Minsk Protocol In December 2017, a partial ceasefire known as the Minsk Protocol was agreed upon. The ceasefire called for a cessation of hostilities and the withdrawal of heavy weapons from the front lines. While it led to a decrease in fighting, the ceasefire was not fully observed, and fighting continued in certain areas. Peace talks There have been several rounds of peace talks held in an attempt to find a resolution to the conflict. These talks have been held in various locations, including Minsk, Berlin, and Paris, and have been mediated by the so-called Minsk Group, which is composed of representatives from Ukraine, Russia, and the separatist rebels, as well as representatives from several other countries and international organizations. Despite these efforts, the peace talks have made little progress in finding a lasting solution to the conflict. International efforts Several countries and international organizations have called for a peaceful resolution to the conflict in eastern Ukraine. The United Nations, the European Union, and individual countries have all expressed concern about the situation in eastern Ukraine and have called for a peaceful resolution to the conflict. International efforts have included economic sanctions, diplomatic efforts, and the deployment of international monitors to the region. Normandy Format The Normandy Format is a diplomatic process that involves representatives from Ukraine, Russia, France, and Germany. The format was established in 2014 in an effort to facilitate peace negotiations between the Ukrainian government and pro-Russian separatists. The Normandy Format has held a number of meetings and discussions in an effort to find a peaceful resolution to the conflict and it has played a key role in efforts to implement the Minsk agreements. Other efforts, in addition to the Minsk agreements and the Normandy format, 
there have been other efforts toward peace negotiations and the resolution of the conflict. These have included negotiations between the Ukrainian government and pro-Russian separatists, as well as efforts by international actors. Role of international actors International actors, including the United Nations, the European Union, and the United States, have played a significant role in the Russo-Ukrainian conflict. Some of the ways in which they have been involved include Diplomatic efforts International actors have been involved in a number of diplomatic efforts to promote peace negotiations and resolution of the conflict. These have included the Minsk agreements, the Normandy format, and other efforts to facilitate dialogue between the Ukrainian government and pro-Russian separatists. International actors have also played a role in efforts to encourage compliance with the ceasefire and other provisions of the Minsk agreements. Sanctions In response to Russia's involvement in the conflict, international actors have imposed economic sanctions on Russia. These sanctions have targeted specific sectors of the Russian economy, such as the energy and financial sectors, and have been aimed at penalizing Russia for its actions in Ukraine. The sanctions have had a significant impact on the Russian economy and have been met with resistance from Russia and its supporters. Military assistance International actors, including the United States, have provided military assistance to Ukraine in the form of equipment, training, and other forms of support. This assistance has been aimed at helping Ukraine to defend itself against pro-Russian separatists and Russian forces and has included the provision of non-lethal equipment such as body armor and communications gear, as well as lethal weapons. Humanitarian aid International actors, including the United Nations and the European Union, have provided humanitarian aid to those affected by the conflict in Ukraine. This aid has included assistance with food, shelter, healthcare, and other basic necessities, and has been aimed at addressing the humanitarian crises caused by the war. Overall, international actors have played a significant role in the Russo-Ukrainian conflict and have been involved in a range of efforts to promote peace negotiations and resolution of the conflict, as well as efforts to address the humanitarian crises caused by the war. The challenges faced by humanitarian organizations in providing aid to those affected. The conflict in the Ukraine-Russia war has created a humanitarian crisis, with many civilians caught in the crossfire and in need of aid. Humanitarian organizations have faced a number of challenges in providing aid to those affected by the conflict. These challenges include access to conflict-affected areas. One of the main challenges faced by humanitarian organizations has been access to conflict-affected areas. Many areas of Ukraine have been cut off from essential services and supplies due to damage to infrastructure, including roads, bridges, and buildings. In addition, the war has created security risks, including the risk of being caught in the crossfire or being targeted by fighting, which has further restricted access to certain areas. As a result, humanitarian organizations have had difficulty accessing certain areas and providing assistance to those in need. Security risks The war has also created security risks for humanitarian workers, including the risk of being caught in the crossfire or being targeted by fighting. These risks have made it difficult for humanitarian workers to operate in certain areas and have limited their ability to provide assistance to those in need. In addition, there have been reports of human rights abuses, including extrajudicial killings, torture, and other forms of abuse, which have further jeopardized the safety of humanitarian workers. Funding and resources Humanitarian organizations have also faced challenges in terms of funding and resources. The scale of the crises caused by the war has been vast and there have been significant demands on the resources of these organizations. In addition, the economic consequences of the war, including damage to infrastructure and disruption to trade and investment, have made it difficult for humanitarian organizations to secure the funding they need to operate. Coordination and Cooperation Humanitarian organizations have also faced challenges in terms of coordination and cooperation. 
the war has involved multiple actors, including Ukraine, Russia, and various international organizations, and there have been competing interests and agendas at play. This has made it difficult for humanitarian organizations to coordinate their efforts and to ensure that their activities are aligned with the needs of those affected by the conflict. Cultural and Linguistic Barriers Humanitarian organizations have also faced cultural and linguistic barriers in providing assistance to those affected by the conflict. Ukraine is a diverse country with a number of different cultural and linguistic groups, and there have been challenges in terms of communicating with and understanding the needs of those affected by the conflict. In addition, the war has resulted in the displacement of millions of people, many of whom have been forced to flee their homes and communities, which has further complicated efforts to provide assistance. Sustainability Humanitarian organizations have also faced challenges in terms of sustainability, particularly in terms of ensuring that their assistance is sustainable in the long term. The war has disrupted economic activity in the region, making it difficult for people to earn a living and support themselves and their families. This has made it difficult for humanitarian organizations to ensure that their assistance is sustainable, and has raised concerns about the long-term impact of their efforts. Political and Security Situation The political and security situation in Ukraine has been volatile and has presented significant challenges for humanitarian organizations. The war has involved multiple actors, including Ukraine, Russia, and various international organizations, and there have been competing interests and agendas at play. This has made it difficult for humanitarian organizations to operate in a stable and secure environment and has raised concerns about the safety and security of their staff. Humanitarian principles Humanitarian organizations have also faced challenges in upholding their humanitarian principles and ensuring that their assistance is provided in an impartial, neutral, and independent manner. The war has involved multiple actors, including Ukraine, Russia, and various international organizations, and there have been competing interests and agendas at play. This has made it difficult for humanitarian organizations to remain impartial and to ensure that their assistance is provided on the basis of need, rather than on the basis of political or other considerations. Community Engagement Humanitarian organizations have also faced challenges in engaging with communities and ensuring that their assistance is relevant and responsive to the needs of those affected by the conflict. The war has resulted in the displacement of millions of people, many of whom have been forced to flee their homes and communities, which has disrupted social networks and made it difficult for humanitarian organizations to engage with communities. In addition, cultural and linguistic barriers have made it difficult for humanitarian organizations to communicate with and understand the needs of those affected by the conflict. Limited access to information Humanitarian organizations have also faced challenges in terms of accessing information about the needs and situations of those affected by the conflict. The war has disrupted communication networks and made it difficult for humanitarian organizations to gather reliable and accurate information about the needs and situations of those affected by the conflict. This has made it difficult for humanitarian organizations to plan and coordinate their activities and to ensure that their assistance is relevant and responsive to the needs of those affected by the conflict. Limited capacity Humanitarian organizations have also faced challenges in terms of limited capacity particularly in terms of the number of staff and other resources they have available to respond to the crisis. The war has affected a large area and has resulted in the displacement of millions of people, which has stretched the resources of humanitarian organizations to the limit. As a result, these organizations have had to rely on the support of volunteers and other partners to assist in their efforts. Potential Outcomes of the Conflict and its Impact on Refugees and Humanitarian Efforts The conflict in eastern Ukraine has had a significant impact on the lives of people in the region including on refugees and humanitarian efforts. The followings are some potential outcomes of the conflict and their impact on refugees and humanitarian efforts. Continued conflict 
If the conflict in eastern Ukraine continues, it is likely to have a negative impact on refugees and humanitarian efforts. The ongoing fighting and instability could lead to further displacement of people, as well as disruptions in access to essential services such as healthcare and education. It could also lead to increased suffering and loss of life. Resolution of the conflict If the conflict in eastern Ukraine is resolved, it could have a positive impact on refugees and humanitarian efforts. A resolution to the conflict could lead to an end to the fighting and the return of stability to the region. This could allow refugees to return home and could improve access to essential services for those affected by the conflict. Political settlement If the conflict in eastern Ukraine is resolved through a political settlement, it could have mixed impacts on refugees and humanitarian efforts. On the one hand, a political settlement could lead to an end to the fighting and the return of stability to the region, which would be positive for refugees and humanitarian efforts. On the other hand, the terms of a political settlement could have negative impacts on certain groups, such as minority populations or those who have been displaced by the conflict. Economic impact The conflict in eastern Ukraine has also had significant economic impact on the region. The fighting and instability have disrupted economic activity, leading to a decline in economic output and a decrease in living standards for many people. The conflict has also led to the destruction of infrastructure and the disruption of trade, which has further contributed to the economic downturn. The economic impacts of the conflict have had a particularly negative impact on refugees and humanitarian efforts. Many refugees have lost their homes, businesses, and livelihoods as a result of the conflict and have had to rely on humanitarian aid to meet their basic needs. The economic decline in the region has also made it more difficult for humanitarian organizations to operate, as there are fewer resources available to support their efforts. Social impact The conflict in eastern Ukraine has also had significant social impact on the region. The fighting and instability have disrupted social networks and relationships, leading to a breakdown in trust and social cohesion. This has made it more difficult for people to access support and assistance and has contributed to a sense of isolation and despair among some groups. The social impacts of the conflict have also had a negative impact on refugees and humanitarian efforts. Many refugees have lost contact with their family and friends, and have had to rely on humanitarian organizations for support and assistance. The breakdown in social networks and relationships has also made it more difficult for humanitarian organizations to operate, as they have had to work in a more isolated and challenging environment. Critical Requirements There are a number of critical requirements for addressing the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the Russo-Ukrainian War. Some of the key requirements include Funding One of the most critical requirements is funding to support the efforts of humanitarian organizations and to provide assistance to those affected by the conflict. The war has resulted in the displacement of millions of people and there have been significant demands on the resources of humanitarian organizations. In order to meet the needs of those affected by the conflict, additional funding is required to support the efforts of these organizations. Access to conflict-affected areas Another critical requirement is access to conflict-affected areas. Many areas of Ukraine have been cut off from essential services and supplies due to damage to infrastructure, including roads, bridges, and buildings. In order to provide assistance to those in need, humanitarian organizations need access to these areas. Security Ensuring the security of humanitarian workers is also a critical requirement. The war has created security risks, including the risk of being caught in the crossfire or being targeted by fighting, which has made it difficult for humanitarian workers to operate in certain areas. In order to provide assistance to those in need, it is necessary to ensure the safety and security of humanitarian workers. Coordination and Cooperation Coordination and cooperation among humanitarian organizations and other actors is also a critical requirement. 
The war has involved multiple actors, including Ukraine, Russia, and various international organizations, and there have been competing interests and agendas at play. In order to ensure that assistance is provided effectively and efficiently, it is necessary to coordinate and cooperate among all relevant actors. Humanitarian principles Upholding humanitarian principles, such as impartiality, neutrality, and independence, is also a critical requirement in order to ensure that assistance is provided on the basis of need, rather than on the basis of political or other considerations. It is necessary to adhere to these principles. Community engagement Engaging with communities and ensuring that assistance is relevant and responsive to the needs of those affected by the conflict is also a critical requirement. The war has disrupted social networks and made it difficult for humanitarian organizations to engage with communities. In order to provide assistance that is effective and sustainable, it is necessary to engage with communities and ensure that their needs and concerns are taken into account. Sustainability Ensuring the sustainability of assistance is also a critical requirement. The war has disrupted economic activity in the region, making it difficult for people to earn a living and support themselves and their families. In order to ensure that assistance is sustainable in the long term, it is necessary to address the underlying causes of the conflict and to support efforts to rebuild and recover from the impacts of the war. Protection Ensuring the protection of civilians and ensuring that their rights are respected is also a critical requirement. The war has resulted in significant suffering and hardship for many people, and there have been concerns about human rights abuses, including extrajudicial killings, torture, and other forms of abuse. In order to address these issues and to ensure that the rights of civilians are protected, it is necessary to address the root causes of the conflict and to support efforts to rebuild and recover from the impacts of the war. Medical care Medical care is a critical requirement for many people affected by the Russo-Ukrainian War. The war has resulted in significant suffering and hardship for many people and has had a profound impact on their health and well-being. The conflict has also disrupted healthcare systems and infrastructure, making it difficult for many people to access medical care. Humanitarian law Adhering to humanitarian law, including the laws of war and international human rights law, is also a critical requirement. The war has involved multiple actors, including Ukraine, Russia, and various international organizations, and there have been concerns about violations of humanitarian law. In order to ensure that the rights of civilians are protected and that assistance is provided in accordance with international standards, it is necessary to adhere to humanitarian law. Political resolution Achieving a political resolution to the conflict is also a critical requirement. The war has involved multiple actors, including Ukraine, Russia, and various international organizations, and there have been competing interests and agendas at play. In order to achieve a lasting resolution to the conflict, it is necessary to address the underlying causes of the conflict and to support efforts to negotiate a peaceful settlement. Humanitarian access Ensuring humanitarian access to those in need is also a critical requirement. The war has disrupted communication networks and made it difficult for humanitarian organizations to gather reliable and accurate information about the needs and situations of those affected by the conflict. In order to provide assistance that is relevant and responsive to the needs of those affected by the conflict, it is necessary to ensure that humanitarian organizations have access to the necessary information and are able to operate in an environment that is safe and secure. Family Reunification Family reunification is a critical requirement for many people affected by the Russo-Ukrainian War. The war has resulted in the displacement of millions of people, many of whom have been separated from their families and communities. This has created significant challenges for those seeking to reunite with their loved ones and has had a profound impact on the mental health and well-being of those affected. Clean water and sanitation Access to clean water and sanitation is a critical requirement for many people affected by the Russo-Ukrainian War. 
The war has disrupted infrastructure and damaged water and sanitation systems, making it difficult for many people to access clean water and to maintain proper hygiene. This has had a significant impact on the health and well-being of those affected, and has increased the risk of waterborne diseases, potential solutions, and future outlook. The conflict in eastern Ukraine has been ongoing for nearly a decade, and a resolution to the conflict remains elusive. There have been a number of efforts toward peace negotiations and the resolution of the conflict including the Minsk II Accords, the Minsk Protocol, and various rounds of peace talks. However, these efforts have not yet resulted in a lasting solution, and the conflict remains at a stalemate. There are several potential solutions that have been proposed in an effort to resolve the conflict. These solutions range from political and diplomatic efforts to more robust military intervention. However, finding a solution that is acceptable to all parties involved in the conflict has proven to be challenging, and the long-term outlook for a resolution to the conflict remains uncertain. The following are some of the potential solutions that have been proposed, as well as the challenges and considerations involved in each approach. Political and diplomatic efforts Political and diplomatic efforts have been a key part of the efforts to resolve the conflict in eastern Ukraine. This approach involves negotiations between the parties involved in the conflict, as well as mediation by international organizations such as the United Nations or the European Union. Political and diplomatic efforts could also involve the use of economic sanctions or other forms of pressure to incentivize the parties to come to an agreement. One example of political and diplomatic efforts in the context of the Russo-Ukrainian War is the Minsk II Accords, which were a ceasefire agreement reached in February 2015 between Ukraine, Russia, and the separatist rebels. The Minsk II Accords called for a ceasefire, the withdrawal of heavy weapons from the front lines, and the release of prisoners. However, despite the agreement, the ceasefire was frequently violated and the conflict continued. There are several challenges involved in using political and diplomatic efforts to resolve the conflict in eastern Ukraine. One challenge is the lack of trust between the parties, which has made it difficult to reach a mutually acceptable agreement. Another challenge is the involvement of external actors, such as Russia, which has been accused of supporting the separatist rebels and has been subject to economic sanctions as a result. Military intervention Another potential solution to the conflict is through military intervention. This could involve the use of military force to impose a resolution on the parties involved in the conflict or it could involve the deployment of peacekeeping forces to the region to ensure the implementation of a peace agreement. There are several challenges involved in using military intervention to resolve the conflict in eastern Ukraine. One challenge is the risk of escalation, as military intervention could lead to an increase in violence and suffering. Another challenge is the lack of consensus on the use of military force, as some countries and organizations may be opposed to military intervention in the conflict. Other Considerations there are several other considerations that need to be taken into account when considering potential solutions to the conflict in eastern Ukraine. These include the needs and interests of the people affected by the conflict, the potential impact on regional stability, and the potential consequences of any given solution. For example, any solution to the conflict in eastern Ukraine must take into account the needs and interests of the people affected by the conflict, including those who have been displaced or otherwise affected by the fighting. This could involve ensuring that humanitarian aid is able to reach those in need and that measures are put in place to protect civilians and respect their human rights. The potential impact on regional stability is another important consideration when seeking a solution to the conflict in eastern Ukraine. The conflict has had a destabilizing effect on the region, and any solution must take into account the potential impact on neighboring countries and on the broader European region. Finally, the potential consequences of any given solution must be carefully considered. This includes the potential impact on the parties involved in the conflict, 
as well as on the people affected by the conflict. It is important that any solution to the conflict in eastern Ukraine is sustainable and takes into account the long-term interests of all parties involved. Ways to support There are a number of ways in which individuals and organizations can support efforts to address the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the Russo-Ukrainian War. Some of the ways in which you can support these efforts include donating to humanitarian organizations. One way to support efforts to address the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the Russo-Ukrainian war is by donating to humanitarian organizations that are working in the region. These organizations provide essential services such as food, shelter, and medical care to those affected by the conflict and rely on donations to fund their efforts. There are a number of humanitarian organizations that are working in eastern Ukraine including the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, the International Committee of the Red Cross, and the International Rescue Committee. These organizations have a long track record of providing essential services to those in need, and have the expertise and resources to effectively respond to the needs of those affected by the conflict. When donating to humanitarian organizations, it is important to ensure that you are giving to a reputable and trustworthy organization. You can do this by researching the organization and its track record and by looking for reviews or ratings from other donors. It is also a good idea to donate through established channels, such as the organization's website or through a trusted fundraising platform. Volunteering with humanitarian organizations Another way to support efforts to address the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the Russo-Ukrainian war is by volunteering with humanitarian organizations that are working in the region. These organizations often have a need for volunteers to help with a variety of tasks such as distributing aid, providing medical care, or working on education programs. There are a number of humanitarian organizations that are looking for volunteers to work in eastern Ukraine, including the UNHCR, the ICRC, and the IRC. If you are interested in volunteering, you can contact these organizations directly to learn more about their volunteer programs and how you can get involved. It is important to be aware that volunteering with humanitarian organizations can be a challenging and demanding experience. You may be working in difficult or dangerous conditions, and you may be exposed to traumatic situations. It is important to carefully consider whether volunteering is right for you and to be prepared for the challenges that you may face. Raising awareness about the conflict Another way to support efforts to address the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the Russo-Ukrainian war is by raising awareness about the conflict and the needs of those affected by it. This can be done through social media, by sharing articles and information about the conflict or by organizing events or campaigns to raise awareness about the situation. By raising awareness about the conflict and the needs of those affected by it, you can help to bring attention to the crisis and encourage others to get involved in supporting efforts to address it. This can be an important way to make a difference and to help ensure that the needs of those affected by the conflict are not forgotten. Advocating for policy changes Another way to support efforts to address the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the Russo-Ukrainian war is by advocating for policy changes that address the root causes of the conflict and that support efforts to find a resolution. This could involve contacting your elected representatives and advocating for policies that support peace negotiations and that promote the protection of human rights. By advocating for policy changes, you can help to bring attention to the conflict and the needs of those affected by it and you can help to ensure that decision-makers are taking steps to address the crisis. This can be an important way to make a difference and to help support efforts to find a lasting and sustainable resolution to the conflict, educating yourself and others about the conflict. Another way to support efforts to address the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the Russo-Ukrainian war is by educating yourself and others about the conflict and the needs of those affected by it. This can involve reading articles and books about the conflict 
watching documentaries or films about the situation, or attending events or lectures about the crisis. By educating yourself about the conflict and the needs of those affected by it, you can become more informed about the situation and better equipped to support efforts to address the crisis. You can also share your knowledge with others, helping to raise awareness about the conflict and encouraging others to get involved in supporting efforts to address it. Supporting local initiatives Another way to support efforts to address the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the Russo-Ukrainian war is by supporting local initiatives that are working to address the needs of those affected by the conflict. This could involve donating to or volunteering with local organizations that are providing essential services to those in need, or supporting local businesses and initiatives that are working to rebuild and revitalize the region. By supporting local initiatives, you can help to ensure that resources and assistance are reaching those who are most in need, and you can help to support the long-term recovery and development of the region. This can be an important way to make a difference and to help support those affected by the conflict. Supporting peace negotiations and resolution efforts Another way to support efforts to address the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the Russo-Ukrainian war is by supporting peace negotiations and resolution efforts. This could involve advocating for the inclusion of humanitarian concerns in peace negotiations, or supporting initiatives that are working to build trust and understanding between the parties to the conflict. By supporting peace negotiations and resolution efforts, you can help to create the conditions for a lasting and sustainable resolution to the conflict. This can be an important way to make a difference and to help support those affected by the conflict, as a resolution to the conflict would bring an end to the fighting and allow for the return of stability to the region. Supporting the Rights of Refugees Another way to support efforts to address the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the Russo-Ukrainian war is by supporting the rights of refugees. This could involve advocating for the protection of the rights of refugees and displaced persons, or supporting initiatives that are working to promote the rights of those affected by the conflict. By supporting the rights of refugees, you can help to ensure that the needs and concerns of those affected by the conflict are being taken into account and that their rights are being respected. This can be an important way to make a difference and to help support those affected by the conflict. Supporting the work of humanitarian organizations Another way to support efforts to address the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the Russo-Ukrainian war is by supporting the work of humanitarian organizations that are working in the region. This could involve donating to these organizations, volunteering your time, or advocating for policies that support their work. Humanitarian organizations play a vital role in responding to the needs of those affected by the conflict in eastern Ukraine, and their work is essential to addressing the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the war. By supporting the work of these organizations, you can help to ensure that they are able to continue their important work and that they have the resources they need to effectively respond to the needs of those affected by the conflict. Overall, there are many ways in which you can support efforts to address the refugee and humanitarian crises caused by the Russo-Ukrainian war. Whether you choose to support the rights of refugees, the work of humanitarian organizations, or other efforts to address the crisis, there are many ways that you can make a difference and help to support those affected by the conflict. Conclusion The Ukraine-Russia war in 2022 and well into 2023 continues to have a devastating impact on the people and communities caught in the middle. The conflict has led to significant loss of life, displacement, and destruction of infrastructure, as well as a range of humanitarian and refugee crises. Humanitarian organizations have faced a number of challenges in providing aid to those affected by the conflict, including access, security, funding, coordination, and changing needs. It is essential that these challenges be addressed in order to alleviate the suffering of those affected and prevent further deterioration of the situation. Individuals and organizations can help to address the refugee and humanitarian crises created by the conflict in a number of ways. 
These include donating to reputable organizations, volunteering, advocating, supporting local organizations, educating oneself, supporting peace initiatives, providing direct assistance, investing in long-term solutions, and engaging with policymakers. The refugee and humanitarian crises created by the Ukraine-Russia war in 2022 are complex and multifaceted and will require sustained efforts and cooperation to address by supporting those affected by the conflict and working towards a peaceful resolution. We can help to alleviate their suffering and prevent further escalation of the crisis. Thank you for listening to our podcast on the On the Russo-Ukrainian War. Please visit us on cgu.org or check out our other videos, podcasts, and books.